dangerously close. My guest today is Kevin Heisinger. Kevin Heisinger was born in a small town in Northern California. He attended college in Sacramento, where he got a start in both film and stand-up comedy. After graduating, he moved to Los Angeles, where he is currently acting and performing at comedy clubs all over. What's up, Kevin? As a going? I, I wrote that bio myself, not to brag. I, was... <laughs> I, I wanted it to you. sound more exciting, but it was uh, it's not that. <laughs> I Honestly, but... I just had another person that hit me up like recently to be on the podcast and i was like cool can you just like send me a little bio and they're like well can you just write it and i was like i can but <laughs> you might not like what i write <laughs> yeah it's not gonna be accurate but yeah a lot of people I've, whose bios i've written for them they're like what <laughs> <laughs> it's cool it's cool uh but, yeah well shit man i'm a big fan oh thank you so, I, I have uh, you're one of few <laughs> you could i should start like a fan club or like a little book club we could all meet the seven of us okay. just hang out can i suggest <laughs> books yeah of course okay. anytime uh, uh i like true crime those are my fave like in book form yeah <laughs> <laughs> like i'm, just, I'm like literally just trying to think of a true crime book that i've read i read this one book by jack oh, ripper because so that was a, a, a guest that's it Right, yeah, that was a good. I read one too back in the day. There's so many good ones, especially because you know it makes you feel like you watch documentaries. Some people watch documentaries, some people read books. I read books. Yeah, man. I mean, I used to. Well, speaking of reading books, man, you went to college in Sacramento, and that I did. What would make someone leave Sacramento, California's true seat of power, to move to Tinseltown, the land of illusion? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, have you been to Sacramento like recently uh, or at all? Never. Been it's to not Sacramento. it's not it's not a nice place. It's not. <laughs> it's only gotten worse. I, I lived in kind of a nicer area for part of it in Midtown, but very boring. You know, I'm trying to do stand up comedy and it's just has little to offer. There's, I think, three comedy clubs and maybe oh, five damn. open mics. Yeah, it's really it's really scarce. And when I visited, uh, I don't go there anymore because you know, I used to have parents that lived in Yuba City and they moved. But and I remember thinking when I was visiting, like, I don't remember feeling this unsafe. Uh, usually it was kind of eh. I mean, there's just, it had its problems. But when I visited, it's just not nice. And I came back to L.A. and like, I feel genuinely safe here. I really just I don't think I can go back. Dude, you, you just like brought this memory out of my head which is crazy like it's this uh it's this 411 skateboard video magazine i had when a kid like when i was a kid like literally like you know you didn't get to watch skateboarding on instagram or shit you had to have like a fucking vh uh, you know vcr and I, and, <laughs> yeah. and if you want to like the good old you know, days and they had video uh 411 skate video magazine so it was like a skate magazine but it was all video and there was one dude nice. he's one of my favorite pros back then in the 90s his name was matt pales and he was like yo i live in sacramento and he was like, check it out. Uh, like, this is where I skate. It's like, he's like, the city of Sacramento wouldn't build a skate park. And so we built this ourselves. And it was like the skate park basically made out of trash. And I was like, that's insane. Because that's the capital of California. And like, even at yeah. that time, like I'd been to like San Diego and LA and shit as a kid just visiting and been like, they have like hundreds of skate parks. Like, how does Sacramento not even have 
Like they had to build right. those out of trash. <laughs> yeah, they do now, but it's not. It's bad. It's and it has. I do think it was voted by Stephen Colbert, the lamest capital in America. <laughs> so we have that going for us. It's just weird because uh, there was when I was living there, I feel like it was slightly getting better. We improved the downtown and there was like a really cool outdoor mall and it was getting better. But I think when COVID hit, Sacramento kind of stayed open and the COVID cases went crazy. And I think everyone just moved there and it's really cheap to live there. Really, it's just so seedy. And it's sad because I wanted to visit, but then I look in the news and there's so many shootings and it's just not even. Yeah. So they don't even have a beach, right? No, they have a very, very sad river, the American <laughs> river. And it's weird. It's the, the American I, river, the American river. And never it's, heard of that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all right. It's not great. People go to it. They treat it like a beach, but it, and then it's bad too. But Man, it's great. I feel like I know California, but I guess like I only ever go, ever go to like the top of it and the bottom of it. And there's like, right, you know, millions of square miles of shit in the middle that like I've never seen. Right. Yeah. I spent my, uh, I grew up in Northern California, so I'm very familiar. And yeah, I guess you're not really missing much. There's not much to go see. <laughs> well, okay. I guess. All right, man. Getting back to the, to the tinsel town, like where you're, you're currently at acting. Right. Yeah. Doing stand up. You... This is something that just I thought of like, man, this is probably like about a month or two ago. I saw uh, nice. Ryan Phillippe walking down the street. So oh nice yeah, yeah i was like i was like hey ryan Phillippe, you want to be on a podcast you know like out of my, i yelled that out of my car uh but i figured like you know since you're out there in like shaky town you know like the big orange you probably see ryan Phillippe all the time so <laughs> i wish what, what kind of stuff do you yell at, out of the car at him man like do you get like <laughs> yeah. do you like invite did him he to say, play volleyball or did like, he like, say yes did he or <laughs> what he was what he was did he respond at all I don't know, man. I hope I haven't already told this story because like this just happened and I have a bad memory. I wasn't driving. First of all, big that was the big uh, problem there. I was in the back seat. I did right. yell out of the car, "Hey, Ryan Philippi, you want to be on a podcast?" And I did get his attention. However, the person driving, who will, I will not name on the right now, decided that they would not turn around and drive back, and traffic was moving kind of uh, fast, so he didn't get my contact info. And so I haven't seen him around since. I don't think he probably fucking lives here. I'm sure he lives out. Uh, yeah, right. he lives here. Uh, it's too bad. So, I mean, it's like, funny I you mentioned that because <laughs> um, he randomly popped up at the comedy store for this show called the No Laughing Show. And the whole point of the show is that they get some celebrity and it was just randomly him or it's usually just anyone. Like I know half the contestants, but Ryan Phillippe, they somehow got him to show up at this show. And the whole point <laughs> is. They get him to sit on stage and a comedian does their bit like right in Ryan's face and you just can't laugh. It's a, it's a contest. Yeah, these videos <laughs> of him just sitting there stone cold, not even cracking a smile. So it's funny you mentioned that because I just thought, wow, Ryan Phillippe goes to the comedy store. I mean, everyone kind of does, but I think he seems like a good sport, man. Like, yeah, like he's <laughs> he's cool. Yo, dude. I'll ask him next time I see him. I'll give him your info. Just hey, he still wants you to be in the podcast. If you're, I'm a fan, dude. I'm like, like here's one thing, man. I don't take I don't take sides in like celebrity breakups and shit. Like I don't give a fuck right. about that at all. But like as a joke, I took Ryan Phillippe's side in like the Reese Witherspoon Ryan Phillippe breakup. And now I people, forgot they dated. Now people think that I'm like literally like a huge Ryan Phillippe stan and like like love him so much because I fucking as a joke said that I took his side in the breakup. 
That's funny. <laughs> he's in some, yeah, he's like the 90s king, you know, he's in some yeah. really terrible 90s movies, but we love him, you know. I know what you did last summer. That's a banger. But... Uh, cruel Intentions. That's oh, actually... such a weird, it's so <laughs> weird because that movie just does not hold up. And I can't believe people took it seriously. I was laughing my ass off. I didn't, I didn't know it was supposed to be a drama. I thought it was supposed to be a comedy. <laughs> Can I mention, uh, a Ryan Phillippe movie that like I don't think it held up like in the day it came out, but it's just like it's absolutely my favorite movie he ever made. It's called Chaos, right. starring him and uh Jason Statham. Have you seen that? I haven't, no. Okay, so like they're in Seattle and Jason Statham is like uh he's like the senior detective on the Seattle Police Department, but he's like he's still Typical. got his like British accent. He's like he's like, Hello, I'm the senior detective here in Seattle. And I'm going to solve <laughs> this crime. And he talks like that through the whole fucking time. They don't explain why a dude that fucking British is like, has been on the, he's like, I've been on the Seattle police department force for 30 years and I've never seen a crime like this. But uh, Ryan Phillippe is like a, you know, a rookie, but like, he's like the only cop that went to college. So he knows math. And that's like right. how they're solving crimes is he's like the serial killers using algebra. And, uh, you know, and of course, right. it's, it's, it's just, I recommend it to anyone, man. It's called Chaos. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I love a good bad movie. Those are fun. But yeah. Oh, you just so I, I just heard you said you have a podcast as well. I didn't. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I forgot to mention in my bio. It's <laughs> the biggest my biggest credit. I do a, a bad movie podcast called Midnight Movie Night. It's a it's a fun time. Uh, I will take... fucking check that out immediately. Next time I walk my dog. I am listening to Midnight Movie Night, man. Oh, appreciate it. Yeah. Do you have a don't uh, forget to a film, like and uh, subscribe. A film suggestion that you've done that would be like a good like kick it off for me. Um, on the podcast, yeah, pretty much any episode. We just did a Bring It On three. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> we tackled a lot of subjects in that because we did it for Black History Month. So, and that was very. It's a very racist movie. It's very awkward. <laughs> yeah, I heard that was a really racist movie. I. Uh, it's so bad. I never got into the Bring It On franchise myself. Uh, there's so many. Yeah, you got to start with like the fourth one. You got to work your way up. But then once you hit the sixth movie, you got to go back. It's kind of like Star Wars. And then you go the prequels, one, two, three. That is fucking And then insane. wrap it up <laughs> with seven. There's six of these <laughs> yeah. fucking things. There's seven. They're terrible. And oh, it's just, I, and we were talking about it. I think it's just because, you know, it's the only, Bring It On was kind of the only popular cheerleader movie and they just went okay let's make another cheerleader movie and yeah. they're all standalone there's no plot it's just a different set of cheerleaders every time it's, oh the, the person from the first bring it on is not in the second bring it on kirsten dunce no she didn't come back i don't think anyone comes back in any of the sequels yeah it's, god if i was her I it's would just die. a <laughs> it's just a lazy cheerleader movie they pumped out you know it, it's so funny when there's just a random movie that gets seven sequels you're like why there's like four jarhead movies like why there there, there shouldn't are, have been a yeah. second one <laughs> the first jarhead movie i was like okay i could sort of see how this got made yeah and then they're like jarhead two, and i was like no no you can't make an yeah, it's like it's kind of, it's an anti-war movie. It's okay, and then I made the second one. I'm pretty sure it's just a movie about soldiers that are just fighting. Just <laughs> okay, and and again, it's just an easy. We're making a war movie, and we have the rights to to Jarhead. Let's yeah. make a second one, or just some sort of action movie that makes no sense, but they just have the rights or the name. I don't know. Uh, just a little bit more, just about 
but you moving to LA and all this shit, man. Just Love like, it. I'm just going to knock some of these out and then we can get into current events. Um, okay. Here's a really good question about La La Land that I think most yeah. people really care about. Uh, who okay. do you think would win in a fight between Ryan Phillippe and James Dean? <laughs> <laughs> Tough one. I don't know. I mean, probably Ryan Phillippe just because he's still alive. But oh, I'm, I, I mean, uh, James Dean, James Dean, the pornographer. Oh, James Dean with two E's. I'd be rooting for Ryan Phillippe. James Dean's a terrible person. He's like a rapist. He's. I'll tell you what, so... man. I don't, I don't watch that UFC stuff or any of that pay per view shit. But I'd pay twenty bucks to watch Ryan Phillippe. Hell yeah, James Dean. Ryan Phillippe. I think. I mean, he's in good shape. You know, he has not aged since the nineties. So he's. Looking good. I think I would at least be rooting for him. Ryan seems really cool. James is a terrible person, so he's yeah, got my right. money. You guys, you heard it here first. Ryan Phillippe would beat the shit out of James Dean. Either one. Hopefully. Dead or alive. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> Although, yeah, dude, I, I saw that little TV series adapt- adaptation they did of Shooter. Like that Mark Right. Movie, and they remade That's it another with, one. They remade it with Phil- Ryan Phillippe. I actually I watched the first season and I was like, mostly the whole time I was just like, man, he's in great shape. <laughs> yeah, he really. Yeah, he's he's ripped. I mean, he's he posts about it a lot. Not that I follow him, but he looks great. He's he's killing it. Proud of you, Ryan. Uh, I've been rooting for him. I know he's been popping up. He's really funny in MacGruber, and I'm glad that that movie has a cult following. And I'm glad he's came back for the show, but. I don't know. He just seems like he's doing his TV thing. It's fine. Is he the greatest actor? I don't know. Not really. He was kind of the pretty boy. And it's hard to like adapt when you're the pretty boy to serious man acting. And you just kind of. But, yeah. you know, Ryan, if you're listening, miss you, love you. And, you know, keep at it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think he's doing fine. Yeah. He's, I don't think he gives a fuck about people telling him to, don't, to not give up. I think he's like. He's yep. got that Gosford Park money. He doesn't need us. He doesn't. He's milking it. He oh, he knows what we did last summer. Yeah, those are all. I like, don't know. Those are all money makers. All right, man. You know what? So, I'm running out of uh, nicknames for Hollywood here. It's <laughs> okay. Like, Holly Weird. I don't know. Uh, uh, the city that uh, never sleeps. sleeps. Yeah. <laughs> city <laughs> of Angels is what they call it. The city of angels. All right. Well, anyway, uh, yeah. Shout out Ryan Phillippe. Let's get up <laughs> on some current events. Love Kevin, it. Are you ready to make sense of the world? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let's get into the news, man. I'm going to hit it up right here. All right. Uh, first one we have. First article is coming from the Associated Press. Hot off the press. <clears throat> the headline is. Putin bestows friendship award on actor Steven Seagal. This sounds right. great. Moscow. Russian President Vladimir Putin on Monday bestowed a state decoration on Steven Seagal, the American action movie actor who also holds Russian citizenship. The awarding of the Order of Friendship was announced on the Russian government's internet portal. The order recognizes people who Russia considers to have contributed to bettering international relations. I don't know, man. Hot takes. Uh, yeah, Steven Seagal, I, I could see that. I see he's kind of <laughs> another terrible person. Yeah, I could see him being Putin's friend. Oh, man. Have you seen him lately? He's not looking so hot. <laughs> it's not, he's, oh, my God. And 
it's so funny because he surrounds himself. He's one of those people I'm fascinated with that just surrounded by yes men. And so he does. <laughs> There's a really funny video that went viral where he has this style of, you know, karate where he'll just kick someone's ass without moving, mostly because he can't move. Yeah. And these people are just <laughs> running up to him and he barely lifts his arm. And they just fall. Oh, and they just go down so easily just because they think it's such an honor. Oh, my God, it's Steven Seagal. But I have I, I know exactly what you're talking. I've watched that particular martial arts expo. Fucking 100 times where he, so it's pretty his, great. He's supposedly a master of Aikido. Which I actually know something about, but that's that's one of the martial arts I actually took as a kid. That I nice because I was like I was I'm, I was always into like really like like woo woo type shit, you know, like especially because like I was like really into Wu Tang Clan, so I always wanted to do things nice. like, like kung fu and fucking aikido, like things that involved like chi. And it sucks when you grow when you get older and you find out that like it's all fucking like jujitsu and wrestling or like what matters. It's like kind of depressing in the long run. Yeah. I mean, or, you know, like as far as like in the U in the UFC, like that, you're not going to get any Aikido dudes in there. Cause it's kind of make, like make believe. <laughs> right. But that's what, yeah. Steven Seagal is selling the, uh, the belief that he's got so much chi power that he's like throwing motherfuckers across the mat with like a slap. Right. But in the reality, he's just so out of shape that he can barely move. And now it's it's bad. And it's funny. This, these people did an analysis. They watched all of his newer movies and they just reviewed them. And half the movie, he's just sitting down half the <laughs> almost the whole film. It's just, half the movies, he's just a sniper. He snipes things that are like 30 feet away. It's pretty yeah, yeah, it's it's so funny. Have you ever seen a on deadly ground with them? We did that on the podcast. It's pretty amazing. I'm, I'm sh- is it old? Yeah, nineties back yeah, in his prime. If it's in the nineties, I fucking saw it because it's so back, fucking when I was, funny. When I was a kid, I thought Steven Seagal was cool as fuck, man. Like, remember, like the first yeah, time I think I we all Under did. Si- yeah, I saw Under Siege, and I was like, classic dude is actually. I'll I'll go ahead and say Under Siege holds up to this day. As much as I kind of it's a fun him. one. I watched it. That was the, that was back when he was OK. But, you know, he was it's interesting because he was in his mid 30s. I think when he got his big break with Under Siege and that's why you see him now. And you're like, oh, God, he's so old. But <laughs> yeah, it's, the years have not been good to him, but he's not a good person. So it, I guess it's OK. He's almost the same age as Vladimir Putin. Oh, that's why they get along so well, you know. Oh, fucking just... wild that he get. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like something you give to your friend in middle school. <laughs> the BFF I... award. That's the the thing with like with these like world leaders. They do things like that that sound like endearing and cute, and you're like, oh, a best friend award. But then he's like a mass murderer, and like you know, people talk about Elon Musk being the richest man in the world, but like it's definitely Vladimir Putin. It's just that most of his wealth yeah. is like considered yeah. state property. Yeah, it's not, you know, not all of it's on the books, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But yeah, no, I hope it comes with a friendship bracelet, but I don't but, you know yeah. uh, if I was the president and I was going to give a friendship award out. Do you know who I'd give it to? I'm a Sean the Dark. 
I'm gonna say Ryan Phillippe. Yeah, it was gonna be Ryan Phillippe. <laughs> I know. you're obsessed, man. Good for you. It's, yeah, it's my he seems cool. I'm I'm sad I've never seen him, but I mean, next time I'm driving around, you know, I typically only see famous people when I go to the comedy shows that they're performing at. You know, when it's yeah. on the flyer, hey, by the way, Bill Burr is gonna be here, and I go, okay, and it makes sense. But yeah, uh, Ryan Phillippe, and when he popped up at that comedy show, I was like, wait, what? But I don't know if he's done it since, but I hope he does. All right, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna continue on with this fucking depressing ass article. <laughs> Love it. Seagal was a vocal supporter of Russia's 2014 annexation of Crimea, and last year visited the Russian-held Ukrainian town of Olaniv. Fuck, Olaniv. <laughs> Olanivka. Olanivka, where dozens of Ukrainian prisoners of war were reportedly killed in an attack for which Russia and Ukraine have blamed each other. Seagal was named in 2018 as a Russian Foreign Ministry humanitarian envoy to the United States and Japan. Jesus Christ, that got like really dark. I didn't yeah. read this beforehand. I just read the uh, headline and just assumed I would like to read the rest. Well, it was a right. cute headline. It was a <laughs> cute ass headline. Real bummer at the end. I guess. Uh, what have we learned? Um, I mean, this is going to be a hot take. And you, you can quote me on this, but I just I don't know about this Putin guy. I don't know if I trust him. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say, like, if you're a fan of Steven Seagal, you're fucking insane and you're probably the bad guy. Yeah, he's he's lost a lot of fans as of late is his movies have declined in quality. He had I feel like under siege and maybe the second one I haven't seen it were bangers, but. Then he just kept releasing movies, but they just progressively got worse. And then a lot of things have come out. And he is kind of a terrible person. So, well, he's got that weird, like, shocker, that oligarch money, like, coming in. Like, it's like he owns his own uh, production company. That's how he keeps making these movies. Yeah. He's like, he's producing his own shit. And I guess, like, because he's down with Vladimir Putin, he could just keep, like, calling up the oligarchs and being like, hey, I need 20 million bucks to, like, pretend to be a. Is he made a. Like a ripoff of Blade, not that long ago. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I should like a, see that. A ninja <laughs> that fucking like kills vampires. I don't fucking know. Uh, it is amazing. Yeah, if you watch a lot of his stuff, pops up on Reddit of just how cringy it is and how he, it, the way he talks in some of his movies, so bad. But yeah, it's pretty enjoyable. So I do recommend a lot of the Steven Seagal movies. You should check them out. Listen. These motherfuckers in Ukraine, they don't know that Vladimir Putin is the coolest brother. Like, that's how the fuck he talks, dude. It's goddamn. <laughs> I know. It's it's bad. He's just, I'm all for cringy videos and celebrities going down. And so I've just, I've definitely been following up on Steven Seagal. He really, he does pop up quite a bit. But, you know, man, as far as like uh, celebrities and like places like Eastern Europe, like American celebrities that are popular over there. I love right. how Tupac has remained like just it's like he hasn't diminished in popularity at all. Like in places like right. just anywhere in Eastern Europe, Ukraine, all that, like everyone's still like got tattoos of Tupac and shit. Hey, good for them. He was he was talented. We miss him. But rest I in peace, Tupac. Know. All right, right. Let's uh let's keep solving what's happening in the world. Please. Uh this comes through the, the Associated Press again. This one is Mexican president posts photo of what he claims is an elf. Let's get into it. Right. <clears throat> 
Mexico City. Mexico's president posted a photo on his social media accounts Saturday showing what he appeared what he said appeared to be a mythological woodland spirit similar to an elf. President Manuel Lopez Obrador did not seem to be joking when he posted the photo of an elixir, a mischievous woodland spirit in Mayan folklore. Hot takes. I don't know. I think he did. I believe in elves. What's the picture look like? I got to see it. Let me see. (laughs) Are you you looking for the photo? I am. Yeah, I'm not seeing. No, that's not it. I mean, yeah, pics or it didn't happen. Like, don't. It can't lead us on like that. Lopez Obrador wrote the photo was taken three days ago by an engineer. It appears to be an elixir, adding everything is mystical. This guy, once again, this sounds cool and it sounds like endearing and like something I would like fuck with. But once again, it's like this is a world leader that probably does all kinds of horrible shit. I think I I don't know what he's talking about. Doesn't look like an elf. Looks just like a, a creature hiding in a tree it's kind of creepy actually you see that oh that's Thanks. yeah that's definitely a mystical creature that might be an eluxe dude think so well, that's cool <laughs> Thank it for him. and workers are in the yucatan peninsula constructing a tourist train that is the president's pet project according to traditional mayan belief eluxes are small mischievous creatures that inhabit forests and fields and are prone to playing tricks on people like hiding things some people leave small offerings to appease them. You know, I'm going to go ahead and say this sounds more like a pixie than an elf. Yeah, I, I didn't want to say anything, but yeah, it sounds more like a pixie. Sorry, man. That's a pixie. Shit. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to gotta get your shit straight, dude. I mean, especially like now, like, do they not have Lord of the Rings down there? Like they cannot. Can't they see what an elf looks like? It looks like uh, yeah, in Mexico. Them. Yeah, I think I think it's right. pretty big down there. I don't know. I don't know. The last time I was in Mexico, I was drunk. I didn't ask anybody was, about Lord of the Rings. Right? Yeah, I was only thirteen. I don't think it, I think it had come out by then. But I wasn't on my mind. I was just trying to survive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's finish off this uh, super fun article. The ancient Mayan civilization reached its height from 300 AD to 900 AD on the Yucatan Peninsula and in adjacent parts of Central America. But the Maya's descendants continue to live on the peninsula. Many continue, ah, many continue speaking the Mayan language and wearing traditional clothing while also conserving traditional foods, crops, religion, and medicine practices despite the conquest of the region by the Spanish between 1527 and 1546. That was just like unnecessary. That just seems like a bunch nice. of uh, facts. That's some that's some lazy <laughs> journalism right there. Yeah. And if I'm being honest. So, All right, man. Wh- so what was it? <laughs> the Mayans did what exactly? The Mayans invented eluxes and oh, cool. And the president of Mexico believes them, and he took a photo of one and he posted it and says it it is one. Did we learn anything? Huh. What did we learn? Um, you know, Mexico doesn't know what elves are, and they should probably sit down. <laughs> if you guys got Netflix, uh, yeah, right now Lord of the Rings is streaming, so. Yeah. Sit down and um, watch it, but also listen because yeah. it's it's an important film. It's really to our history, you know. And I I'm a huge fan of the Fellowship of the Ring. I think it's one of the best movies ever. Other two movies are good too. You can watch yeah. them. Well, and I, I would say this too: it's not the best way to watch it the first time. But if you go on HBO Max, they have the extended movies, so oh, wow. you can yeah, turn yeah. like the three hour movie into like a five hour movie. 
And right. I had trouble with those. The movies are already too long, but the fellowship is probably good. But <laughs> I used to have those those giant box. That's a pretty good. Yeah, I had the I had it like in a giant box of fucking tapes. <laughs> <laughs> wait, yeah, that, like, wait, that might have been on that might have been past the tape era. I don't fucking know. I, it was right now they were still doing VHS around that time. I think they by the third one. I don't know. I think VHS might have been kaput, but it started out in like 2000. Yeah, and so like VHS has got pretty much like phased out by 20, 2008. So right, so right. yeah, that would make the sense. There, yeah. yeah, that made sense that I had that on tape. Right, yeah, there were. I do thrift sometimes. I do see the Fellowship of the Ring in uh, that old school two VHSs. That's a classic. <laughs> They're classics. Remember those like Titanic or The Godfather? You'd always see those. It's two whole yeah. VHSs. I remember when I was a kid, and if ever I saw like a VHS that like was two tapes long, I always thought it was like a really adult movie. I was like, oh, <laughs> like that's for grownups. <laughs> Typically, yes. All right, man. Oh, yeah. Let's get back into the news. I think Love we it. I think we solved Mexico. They don't know what elves are. They should watch Lord of the Rings. Let's take it up to America because there's there's a crime wave happening in New York. New what? York City. <laughs> New York City thieves stealing Apple headphones off victims' heads. This sounds pretty fucking cool. All right, listen up. At least 21 people in New York City have had their fancy Apple headphones stolen right off their heads by a roving team of moped riding bandits. Police say what? All right, dude. Uh, Shit, do you have any kind of takes on that? It's a moped gang? That's the worst shit. Oh, my God. And they just go up to people and just jack your headphones? That's a bummer. It seems like... Yeah. Like... um. Reminds me of that movie, The Warriors, you know, there's like that. a hey, like a rollerblading gang. But this time it's a moped gang. If they ever remake it, they got to have the moped guys. If <laughs> That'd be funny having a chase scene and they're just chasing after you with their mopeds. That'd be yeah. amazing. I, I think my hot take, this gang deserves at least a documentary or a movie of some sort. So, <laughs> dude, you just this happened. This just happened again, man. Like where you said something and it just triggered an old memory. It's been happening to me a lot nice. lately. I think my my brain's coming back online because I've been treating myself. <laughs> again. I've been like eating healthier food and sleeping a, like a proper number of hours. That's, so right, sleep will do that. Well, it's making my memory come back. But when, when you're just talking about a rollerblading gang, I just thought about this thing that happened when I was a kid. There was a bully in my neighborhood, and he was like, "Oh no, such, he was a fucking dick," and he was a bully to everybody, and he always wanted to like beat people up and be a shithead. And I was like skateboarding in the tennis courts, uh, like in like our apartment complex. And he right. came up and this is like, I mean, we we're pretty little, you know, we we're, we we're kids. And he like, this is back when rollerblades were like kind of newish or, you know, like big. Right. And he came rolling into the tennis court on rollerblades to fuck with me. And at first I was like, oh, no, it's the bully. Like I was kind of afraid of him because I like generally he could probably have kicked my ass. But and I didn't even occur to me at first that he was wearing rollerblades like with wheel he, that he had wheels strapped to his feet i had a skateboard right. that i could just step off of and he came up and he was like what's up bitch what's up bitch which is pretty much how he always like you know introduced himself to me and uh right. i was like what the fuck and then he like uh pushed me and then i Ooh. kicked him in the stomach really fucking hard just as a kind of a reflex 
and he fucking went flying back because he was on fucking rollerblades. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, That's so and funny. He, and he hit the fence of the tennis court and was like picking himself up on the fence. And it was funny as shit. And he was like, he was like, motherfucker, you'll be sorry about that. And then he uh <laughs> rollerbladed away. So that's so fucking funny. Actually, I have a very similar story. I had this neighborhood kid who was just kind of annoying and he had rollerblades and uh, I forgot what he was just uh, messing with me one time and he was really pissed off. I don't remember why, but he was like eating M&Ms and he kept spitting them at me. It was like, knock that shit off. And he kept doing it, doing it and said, like, you spit one more M&M like I'm going to fight you. And so he did it. Because he thought what he could do is spit it at me and then run away, like ride away, (laughs) roll away (laughs) on his rollerblades. It's like, that's it. And and I'm pretty fast. I'm I'm a tall guy. Uh, He tried running away, but I chased after him really quickly and I shoved him as hard as he can. This kid ate shit (laughs) right on the cement. (laughs) Like, nice. And so he stopped spinning M&Ms at me. So that was good. (laughs) We've already learned like a huge lesson here. Is that sometimes because rollerblades make you feel like really fast and like, you know, aerodynamic, but they're like the worst thing to put on your body before you start a fight. Yeah, it's not <laughs> ideal. Yeah, really. There's only so much you can do. I mean, I guess, I like guess you could you put, could... On a, put on a straight jacket would be like the dumbest, shittiest thing to put on before a fight. But rollerblades close second. <laughs> you oh, think yeah. <laughs> you could ride away, but fast people can catch up. I mean, you're going to need like a bike or something if you really want to get away. Uh, speaking of bikes, the, this moped gang, let's get back into it. The theft started yeah, on January 28th and have typically involved four people on two mopeds riding up to victims from behind, snatching their Apple AirPods Max headphones and then speeding off. The noise canceling devices currently retail for $549. God, I didn't know that. Weird. I want a pair. Uh, the Sonics, they call them the Sonic Swipers. The Sonic Swipers have struck all over Manhattan, including one incident in Central Park with victims ranging in age from 18 to 41, police said. The bulk of the thefts happened in mid to late afternoon. Five headphones were stolen on February 8th and eight were taken on February 18th. I don't know, man. Do you see any clues in here? I don't know how many moped gangs there are. So you could probably catch them pretty. I mean, this is in New York. I'm just curious because I've been to New York. It's a busy place. I don't really know how quick there's so many people. And if you're on a moped, I just feel like you wouldn't really get so far. I mean, cars, they go maybe five miles an hour. There's so much traffic and you're just constantly shuffling between people and stuck. So I would be curious as to how they really could get away. I just feel like... I think, man, the, the moped is actually an advantage. Like, I mean, that's the beauty of New York. Uh, for I mean, at least for cyclists. One of my one of my homies was living up in uh, fucking, I guess, Brooklyn, somewhere. One of the more like kind of hipsterish parts for a while, right? And uh, he was riding. He always rode his bike around town. And, like, there was some dickhead behind him that like kept just like blaring his horn at him for like riding his bike in the street. And finally, right. he got fed up with it. And I guess he was like going to do laundry or some shit. So he had an entire pocket full of change, like a shitload of change. Nice. And he just turned around and threw it at the dude's windshield as hard as he fucking could. Oof. And but because he was in New York, he just dipped out on the bike and was gone. And there's nothing yeah, the guy you could, could do about it. So I'm assuming there's a similar uh, thing here with like, you know, mopeds are not wide. 
So you could probably just like get in the gutters, hop on the road. Yeah. Oh I, yeah, I guess. hop on. Yeah, get on sidewalks. All kinds of shit. Yeah, I don't know, but what? it's interesting. Yeah, the, I guess the they first, deserve a documentary. The first clue we have is these these thieves are clearly really really smart. Um, allegedly, allegedly, but it's weird they only steal one thing. That's also maybe because like they're funny. Let's uh let's see what else they have to say. The thieves remain at large, and no arrests have been made. Police this week released a photo of suspects riding mopeds and a video showing one of them getting off a moped, carrying two AirPod Max headphones, and walking into Washington Square Park. I love that park. Unlike right. AirPods and AirPods Pro, which are small and fit inside the ear, AirPods Max headphones rest over the ears and have an adjustable headband connecting the... Yeah, duh. Are they saying that for right. like, they think that we're so stupid that we think that they're stealing people's AirPods? <laughs> That would be so much funnier of a crime to like go up and, nice. and go like yoink, like just yoinking. <laughs> yeah, a lot more difficult, I gotta say. Those are not big headphones. Oh my god! All right, man. What what have we learned from that story? Watch out, man. I mean, that's probably why they go for these people because they're listening to their headphones and they're not alert. And that's why they target these people. So if you got headphones, if they're expensive, just you still got to be on alert, I guess. Watch out for those mopeds. Let's just try and like figure out what we've learned about the whole world today. We, uh, we learned that Vladimir Putin and Steven Seagal give each other friendship awards. Because I don't know. Have you seen the video Besties. where Steven Seagal offered like he brings a katana to Vladimir Putin and like bows and hands it to him like he's oh, his, my God, like he's a fucking samurai. No, I gotta see that. <laughs> YouTube that. It's pretty good. Uh, we learned that the Mexican president has no idea what an elf is. And fortunately, yeah. Or you know, that could be the Associated Press not knowing what a fucking pixie is, because you know maybe they just don't they don't speak Spanish, and what he said clearly was like should have been translated to pixie. Yeah, sounds like it. And possibility. Last but not least. Moped gangs are back, New York. You thought they were gone, but making a comeback. <laughs> God, I hope I just so hope someday that they that a rollerbladed gang that steals shit that like I have like <laughs> comes in like Yeah, in a there was a brief moment where rollerblades were coming back. I know we have a roller rink here in LA and I I know my neighbors into that, which is random, but it was I mean, it's I don't know. I don't see people riding around in them. That that'd be weird. But I do. There are roller ranks. There's at least two. So making a comeback. We're trying. Yeah, I just like hope that someone like comes up on rollerblades and tries to like snatch something from me, and then I can like relive one of my highlights of childhood by kicking them in the stomach and watching them fall. Right. Down. <laughs> It'd right. be quick, but you go ah shit. But what you can do, like oh wait, there's an electric scooter, and you just. <laughs> rent it and then take off after him but i've seen people eat so much shit on those fucking scooters i live in nashville man there's a lot of oh, uh, nice a lot of drunk just beyond like like sloppy drunk tourists that just get on those scooters and fucking like face plant it's insane <laughs> yeah that's typically when people do ride them is when they are drunk yeah. I miss them, but I don't. We don't really have them here in LA. I mean, they have them downtown, but I avoid downtown because it's not a nice area. 
but yeah in sacramento that is pretty much how i would get around to any of the comedy clubs <laughs> i would just hop on a jump scoot hop over to the club be like one dollar yeah dude miss it they uh they passed a law here to like limit them there used to be millions of them and now there's like they're actually kind of rare because there's like a each yeah i'm sure there's a only, problem only have a few out yeah well they were a problem because people were just kept getting hit by fucking cars and yeah they were, they were like filling up the emergency rooms it's too bad all right kevin I mean, this is normally where i'd say we're getting dangerously close to the lightning round however co-producer colleen left without giving me the fucking lightning round so oh, no. I'm going to wing it, man. And you're going to take charge with films Love from your it. podcast. And if you don't mind, man, doing a cooperative lightning round with me, uh, if you could just name off a film and I will give it a score from one to ten and I'll tell you why. And I'd love to hear your score as well. Does it sound like a fair lightning round? So I just list them as, as fast as I can. Is that what it is? <laughs> oh, no, I just like I don't have like I can't like sit here and mull it over. So if you say like bring it on for i can't go like um <laughs> uh or google <laughs> it's just i gotta give you an honest answer based on my gut instinct Perfect. but i trust my yeah, okay instincts. Yeah. and if it's a movie i've seen <laughs> it'll be real fucking easy so maybe there we go if you have any that like uh i might have actually seen that aren't about cheerleading uh, yeah <laughs> i might have a feel we've just hit our 120th episode so i've been around so Hell let's yeah. see all right what do you think about uh, Super Mario Brothers, the 90s masterpiece? Oh, the original? I would give that like a 2 out of 10. Nice. Fuck, nice. I fucking hate that movie. I hate, 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 hate that <laughs> movie. <laughs> but have you seen it lately? It's kind of fun. Uh, I just remember when I was a kid, and I was, got so excited to watch it. I was like, yeah. And, and I love uh, John Leguizamo. Uh, who's the guy that plays Mario? Going to be Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. I love Bob Hoskins. It's like, there's nothing wrong with the cast. It's just that shit was so off fucking base and just like weirdly also kind of like off putting kind of like the dark crystal where it's like it's a kid yeah. that gives you depression and fucking anxiety. <laughs> yeah, Jim Henson's <laughs> fucked up. Gotta say, watch Labyrinth. It is a weird movie. All right. Uh, so, yeah. Drop Dead, Drop Dead Fred. You see uh, that one? God, man, I'm going to give that a. <laughs> that's tough because i know people i know people love drop dead fred i've only seen it once i saw it as a child right i hate i hated it i'm gonna give it a two out of ten <laughs> it is but again it's one of those ten. where if you revisit it and you realize it's about mental illness you might appreciate it more you know but oh it has like it some kind of undertone with like a lesson in it yeah it's that's another really dark movie i think it's about you know suppressing some childhood trauma and that's what fred is is the trauma it's kind of like the baba dude for kids but it's not even uh, for kids like pg-13 it was weird okay it's, oh dude if it's like the because i like the baba dude i will totally i'll check right. it out again if it's like if you're telling me it's got baba duke vibes oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean it's uh, not let's go back let's it's go back one because similar. you're not because you didn't share your scores so wait, oh right so super, super mario. mario brothers upon revisit it's still pretty terrible i give it like a four and a half out of ten i'm gonna give it a slightly higher because and there it is very enjoyable and it has nothing to do with mario and once you put that aside and you realize this is just a bizarre movie about fungus and it's just it's weird so it holds up in a bizarre way it is enjoyably bad same with drop dead fred i probably even get that with a five out of ten because 
when I first watched when I was younger, I thought it was really terrible. I hated it, but I didn't realize that there are some very dark themes in there. And I do think it is worth rewatching for and, both. And quick question, man. Uh, this is like, uh, like, you know, I'm asking you to be like prescient, but uh, love it. What do you think you're going to give the new Super Mario starring Chris Pratt? Uh, even if I do see it, I don't know. Uh, it's hard to say. It looks kind of good. I was kind of chuckling at the trailer. Maybe six out of ten. If it's if I do see it, it, lo- it looks okay. But All right. that's my guess. Maybe lower. Time will tell. All yeah. right, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. I'm 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 loving this. This is actually this is fun to do the lightning round reverse. Perfect. Okay. Uh, cocktail. With Tom Cruise. You seen it? Oh, dude. Cocktail. I'm going to give that a motherfucking nine. <laughs> wow. That's <laughs> surprising. I, I really enjoy the movie. I like that his best friend's name is Doug. That's my name. <laughs> oh, uh, I really enjoy like when he's like uh, in the beginning. I've only uh, this is another movie I've only seen once, but uh, there's parts of it that made impressions on me. I like so he's like a he just got out of the army, right? That's kind of like the deal with him. I guess he was like a soldier. <laughs> and this is like his first time getting a job. That's not a soldier. And he's but he's young, so he's only he's like twenty. He like did right. like his two year tour, and he's like keeps going and like applying for jobs at like at like Wall Street fucking like hedge fund companies where he has like no possible chance of getting the job. And they're like they're like, do you have any experience with like doing running a hedge fund? And he's like, no, but I'm a fast learner. And that's what he says to everyone. I think it's yeah. very fun. And then I love when uh, spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen Cocktail when like Doug decides to like slash his own throat with a bottle of champagne because because <laughs> that's the way to do it because well. <laughs> this restaurant's not doing well oh man i guess i guess that's why i did it yeah i'd probably i don't know what i would give like five and a half maybe six it is very enjoyably bad it's definitely better than most bad movies but it's competently made but it's just like what are you what am i even watching it doesn't have anything to do with bartending it's called cocktail and at the very last second, when he kills it, the guy kills himself for really no reason. And he leaves a suicide note and he goes, well, you know, uh, sorry about that. Oops. And he, and he chuckles at his suicide note. Anyways, en- enjoy your life, I guess. <laughs> and it has nothing. <laughs> something terrible happens. And they're just kind of like, eh. and they just roll it over. Just anyway, <laughs> and that's that's makes me laugh so hard. There's no uh, effect on the plot. My restaurant's not doing well. And then he goes onto his fucking sailboat that he owns. He's so rich. He owns his own sailboat and slashes his throat because he's like financially not doing as well as he thinks he should be. And yeah, yeah, he leaves a suicide note. That's like, well, LOL. Yeah. uh, I'm just bored. You know, you look at yourself and you're kind of sad, lame. I anyways, that's why I slashed my throat. I wrote this in my own blood. Just what? And then just lull it over. Just okay. Well, that's sad. Anyways, and then he has two kids and just moves on. <laughs> I, I got to point out bef- before we move on to uh, another very what I found great about that movie is like, so they they're like the kind of bartenders that like that like flip the bottles and like do uh, like, yeah do like like bottle stunts and that's the and flare. That's suppo- yeah, they do flare and that's supposedly why their bar is so popular is because everyone in New York wants to come watch these two bartenders like flip bottles around while they make drinks. And I was like, dude, if I was ever at a bar, especially if it was like three deep at the bar and I wanted a drink and the bartenders were doing that, I would be infuriated. <laughs> Just yeah, I would go to another bar. It'd be would, so yeah, stupid. I would leave. I'd be like, 
I'm what the how are you guys serving this like <laughs> All right, it's man. so dumb especially not only is he flipping the bottles he does slam poetry he stands on the bar <laughs> yeah. and everyone is amazed by it and just oh my god it's the best and that's what you do I always love it when my bartenders read to me like a bedtime story it's so cute but anyway I guess it's like if bars weren't about drinking and they were just about watching like not just hanging great, out not great like magic tricks or just not great juggling all right. <laughs> all, right. all right next movie anaconda oh dude anaconda so goddamn hard to remember but i remember they were trying oh, to kill a classic ice cube and j-lo in that and that they were and i do remember the scene where like one of the scientists gets eaten and then you see the anaconda go by and you can like see him like inside the anaconda like still screaming somehow yeah, <laughs> classic. Uh, it's gonna be eight out of ten for me. It's yeah, amazing. Gonna, it's so good. Anaconda's gonna so happen. funny. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with you on an eight. The problem is like it's some so of these movies, like, these are things that I haven't seen in like possibly like fifteen years. Hey, it's worth a rewatch. That's what that's what the podcast is all about. <laughs> it's really that's a fantastic film. Highly recommend. It's it's a fun one. Else do I got? Oh, did you ever see Cool as Ice, the vanilla ice film? Dude, I've only seen clips, and I'm already going to say that I probably will give it a pretty high score if I had seen it. Oh my god, it is! I cannot even describe to you. It's one of my favorite bad movies ever. It's going to be a nine out of ten. <laughs> for me. All right, it's, you here to hear oh first, guys? If you haven't seen Cool as Ice, which and also I haven't, it's time for us all to go check it out. It's a nine out of ten. Is it's a banger. And vanilla ice is hilarious. Anyway, um, another adventure one. Congo. You ever see that one? Oh, Tim Congo? Curry. Tim Curry. Ernie in Hudson. He is was. That, that's a Michael Crichton movie, right? That it was. It's right yeah, after dude. Jurassic Park. They're yeah, trying dude. to ride on the Congo. Is fucking sick, dude. I'm gonna give that an eight out of ten. Classic. Seven it. out of ten for me. It was loved funny. it. Loved it. Loved it. it. Very... They had, like they had like those special machine guns set up to like stop the like hyper intelligent gorillas yeah. that have been trained by like some oh, ancient civilization to guard their gold. I mean, it's you can't, you can't go stars. wrong. They don't yeah. make movies like that anymore, man. <laughs> they don't. It's a throwback to those adventure movies like The Mummy. You know, I miss these '90s classics. You know, yeah, they're trying. The classic. They tried with the Jungle Cruise. It was weird. I don't know. Uh, the Rock cannot act or do stand up, and he's trying to do both in that, and it's it's rough. It's really, but you know, good on him. At least he tried. Dude, no, do that on the podcast. Yeah, I would say if you're gonna compare Congo to Jungle Cruise, that's like, ugh. come on, forget it. Congo forget wins. Forget about by, it. Congo wins <laughs> know, by a landslide. That's so much more fun. At least it knew it was dumb. I guess. All right, let's do a couple more, yeah. man. All right. One of my personal favorites, uh, Dreamcatcher. You see that one? Dreamcatcher, 10 out of 10. Yeah, I was going to say the same. I just, I don't know how many movies you can say a group of friends who have psychic powers must gather together to stop aliens from coming out of their ass. Like, it's, God, it's so fucking good. Isn't that is poetic? That, is that Jason Lee that shits out the alien? Is he in that movie? Jason, uh, he tried, he doesn't shit it out, but it does eat him. Um, but they try to stop it. Yeah, I got Jason Lee, loaded cast. I mean, Morgan Freeman, Tom Sizemore, R.I.P. Yeah, um, Tom Jane. Yeah, Tom Jane. Timothy and, Oliphant. And uh, 
Oh, yeah, Timothy Oliphant, love him too. Uh, Justify. And this, and this is the guy that directed The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, and he's adapting a Stephen King movie, and it comes out like that. I mean, I'm just flabbergasted. And then, I, I mean, I honestly, it's probably one of my absolute favorite Stephen King films. Uh, like, way, you're gonna go that up, far? Way up there? Fuck yeah, man! That movie's. I think good. you're better than The Shining. I like it better than The Shining for sure. Green Mile. Shawshank uh, Redemption. I don't like it better than the Shawshank Redemption, and I've never seen the Green Mile. Shit. Well, it's not. It's not a happy watch, and it's not a short movie, but it's a good one. And one, like think the, part, like, the guy that has the memory palace, and you actually can go into it, and they like create a physical world for his memory palace. That's yeah. That's interesting filmmaking, man. That's that's some cinema. I mean, you know, I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, I do enjoy it. I don't think it's not Stephen King's best work. But it's <laughs> I think there are much better, but it's fine. And what what should we end on? What's another good one? I'm excited. I'm, I want to know that. Oof. Yeah, this is a banger. What is it? A banger. Uh, I hope you've seen the Wicker Man remake when Nicolas Cage, because that's uh, a funny one. God damn it. I'm going to go. Oh, you haven't? Most likely when it comes to Nicolas Cage, he's so fucking hit or miss because Matchstick Men. I'll, you know, I'd throw that like a nine. And then also, Classic. like, I would say, like, practically almost everything he makes, I hate. Nicolas Cage is like, he could seriously, like, come out with a movie that I'm like, oh, that's a fantastic film. I'd watch it over and over again and then make 10 movies in a row that I think are garbage. Well, yeah, because he's he has to put out, you know, uh, <laughs> my girlfriend knew a guy like was his manager for a while and his expenses. He told him you can't spend all this money on you can't just buy a castle and buy all this yeah. expensive shit and he was got so annoyed that he just quit <laughs> really yeah. oh yeah because didn't he like buy a dinosaur bones like, he bought, like yeah a- dinosaur skull and yeah. all sorts of just artifacts you know but then i think he got divorced and couldn't really pay it off so he had to sell all this stuff and that's why you see him in everything but he can still fund cool indie projects like mandy and unbearable way to massive talent was very fun. So I'm just happy we got Nicolas Cage in our lives. Like, I don't want th- I don't want this to come across as though like as though I hate Nicolas Cage. That's not the case. It's just I hate a lot of his movies. <laughs> well, yeah, his movies are bad. I'm not saying that. I just love him. Well, hey, I I want to I want to end on a movie that I have seen. Can we do another one? Uh, I've seen Master of Disguise. No, with Dana Carvey. Uh, no. I know that ended his career, but I haven't seen it. Oh, let's see. What is one? What about? Do you see the Last Dragon? That's a good one. No. Oh shit! I'm deep cuts. <laughs> I watch Let a lot of see. fucking action and sci-fi. Do you got any of that? Uh, Battlefield Earth. No. John Travolta. God damn! Oh, striking believe- out. The Island of Doctor Moreau. Ooh. Marlon Brando, Val Kilmer masterpiece. Fucking seven seven yeah it really is almost it's almost a good movie and especially if when you watch the documentary about making it and what a shit show it was it makes it even funnier it's really yeah crazy marlon brando was like literally going completely insane by that point everyone was yeah especially him (laughs) it was so bad i guess you guys reviewed it do you, you know the story of the floppy hat right um it had what did it have like a wire going into his ears to giving him the lines or whatever? No, walkie talkie. He, he said he said uh, he would only do the movie if he was also a mutant animal. 
And they're like, okay. And then he was like, and they like had to make all these concessions with him. So he was a half dolphin and his blowhole. Oh my God. His blowhole was on top of his head. That's like in his imagination. So that's why he always wears a floppy hat. And every scene in the movie is to hide his imaginary blowhole so that he could be a dolphin. That's because Marlon Brando was like, my character is a fucking animal mutant and it's a dolphin. And they're like, okay, Marlon Brando, you're like, we can't do this without you. So fucking fine. Uh, he was he was trolling so hard. Val Kilmer is being such a bully because he's going through a divorce. And then, you know, Marlon just said, fuck it, I'm going to do whatever I want. This is going to be <laughs> just ridiculous. And the director was just so frustrated and the production went Faruza oh, from uh, the craft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the uh, the the craft person. I know she tried to flee production, but they told her if you do that, you're never going to work in Hollywood again because they're going to sue you. <laughs> so she had to, <laughs> oh god, tough it out. Poor, poor her, poor everybody, really. But the movie, at least, it turned out great. Yeah, not poor. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was a fucking sick ass movie. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was a fun one. Kevin, man, I uh, yeah. I appreciate you being a good sport and lightning rounding me because of disorganization here in my office. Uh, but I got one last question for you, man. And it's the most Love important it. question of the day. Dude, where can people check you out? Find your comedy. You got any shows coming up? Actually, if it's this week, don't say them because this won't come out yeah. next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kevin Heisinger. Also, my podcast, Midnight Movie Night. We're available on all platforms. And that's where I post where all my shows will be and where all my podcasts are. 